Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melody Bracewell and Tim McDonald. Good evening. Thank you for joining us in the cheap seats. Justina plus comedian Naomi Higgins joins exactly. us. Exactly. After a massive day of Melbourne Cup action here on 10. Channel 7 covered it too. Two horses will need to be re-inspected ahead of the 7.30 scratching time tomorrow morning. They are Delphi and also... I'm sorry, I can't recall at the moment, but I'll, I'll move on and just let you know. That journalist has been put down. So. <laughs> or as we call it, move to 10 Sydney. Um. <laughs> Big story this week. International travel is back. International travel resumed. International travel has resumed. V-Line services have finally... They're going to be resuming. Great. Right. So nice to hear the sound of boom gates again, isn't it? It's wonderful. Look, the first quarantine-free international flights touched down on Monday and the Today Show captured that magic moment. In the international arrivals for us this morning... Um, Gabby, we're just watching that plane. Actually, it's just about to touch down. We're going back to it. Yeah, we've got it. Yeah. We're very excited about this this morning. When it lands. I also thought it was closer to landing on the tarmac. <laughs> Just passing over the Ukraine, so that'll be fine. That'll be fine. An exciting moment as well for the cabin crew back on the job. Great to be back for you. Uh, tell me about your time very quickly at, at home. I've been at Dan Murphy's. <laughs> Don't worry, she's only the co-pilot, so... Uh... The, the Bacardi Breezes are here, here and here. I love that they said, could you please be quick? They just showed 20 minutes of a plane landing. <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> well, the Today Show managed to capture the flurry of excited arrivals. Oh, Carl, you think it's exciting in Sydney? Have a look at it here. <laughs> have you ever seen anything more depressing? <laughs> have you ever seen anything more depressing? Yes, Tim's Instagram following. <laughs> that's, that's a joke. There's one person there. Um... <laughs> Travellers were understandably emotional after an agonising 18-month wait. Yeah, pretty good to be back home on a show in soil, that's for sure. Yeah, a bit emotional? Yeah, it is a bit. It's been a long journey, but I'm, um, yeah, happy to be here. How long have you wanted to be back on home soil? Um, well, I've been coming and going, so it's been three months. Back <laughs> <laughs> fed up from international travel, really. <laughs> of course, the Prime Minister flew out to the G20 and COP26 this week. Well, let's guys Andrew Clonell explain. So tomorrow night he flies to... Uh, sorry. So, uh, t t to... Uh, I, I... The PM really is a new travel agent. <laughs> well, he was on Sky News. He wasn't sure how to say climate change. It is a bit confusing. <laughs> the PM started at the G20 in Rome and he's such a natural on the world stage. Presidents exchanging pleasantries with one Prime Minister feeling a bit left out. <laughs> Scott Morrison looking around for someone, anyone to talk to. Answers the question, yes, we have seen something more depressing. <laughs> He's reached networking zero, though, so well done, Skyler. He was so desperate, he almost spoke to a climate expert. That is how, that is how desperate he was. <laughs> the big issue for Scott Morrison remains the botched submarine deal with France. It's one of two important stories this week on 7 News Perth. Rob Scott, 7 News. Alien spacecraft. Wow. <laughs> it's been, been so long since Perth has had a plane. It's <laughs> Of course, the COP26 climate summit kicked off this week, minus a few key players. Of the world's big four polluters, only the USA and India have RSVP'd yes. The Pope has pulled out. Well, he's famously against contraception. So. <laughs> 
in fairness, in fairness to the Pope, he has agreed to reach net zero by MMXXXXVV. So, well done. Well done, Pope. Okay, when it comes to climate change, Australia's record is mixed. On one hand... A UN report this year has ranked Australia last out of 193 members on climate action. But on the other hand... We're also ranked in the top ten for the best jaffles. OK, sorry. <laughs> Unfortunately, those jaffle irons are coal-powered, so... We are, we are trying to cool jaffles by 1.5 degrees, <laughs> so that is good work. The bottom line is when it comes to climate change, we need to listen to the experts. Two of the nation's leading climate scientists. Professor Leslie Hughes is an ecologist and climate scientist. I'm no scientist, but I can read... <laughs> Garland's not a scientist, Mel. He's part host, part personal trainer. Catherine McGregor makes this point. Now, if you're not sitting down, sit down. Now, viewers, stand and cheer right now. Get up. Get up. Well, he's the only personal trainer that can read. So that's good. <laughs> still, still, Alan managed to perfectly sum up the COP26 summit. What on earth is this expensive exercise about? Which brings me to the thought for the night. Best summed up. By Macbeth in Shakespeare's play of the same name. Was he talking all those years ago about Glasgow and global warming? Probably not. I doubt it. <laughs> of course, with ScoMo away, Barnaby Joyce takes over as acting PM and he hasn't let the power get to his head. Barnaby Joyce has declared himself the saviour. Oh, great. <laughs> he is the saviour. His first miracle was turning water into an $80 million buyback scheme. So that was an incredible... I think all those years ago, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John were talking about Barnaby Joyce. <laughs> still no. There are still plenty of pressing issues back home, chiefly... Coronavirus. 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 If you're wondering how to get coronavirus, try on masks at a $2 shop. Uh... I was going to say, Husey, Husey thinks that's the Beyonce variant. So <laughs> Confusing. Look, it's got us asking the question, where are we up to with vaccines? Targi has approved the use of Pfizer booster doses, has approved a third shot. As a booster shot, Australia could soon legalise MDMA and magic mushrooms. Just waiting on approval from the Hallucinogenic Goods Administration, so you've got to be careful. I notice some of our crew are already up to booster shots. <laughs> <laughs> on that one. Let's check in with the all-important rollout across the country. Sydney is the cocaine and ecstasy capital, while Melbourne is the heroin capital of Australia. <laughs> this tourism campaign is going great. Can we see that map again? I'm pretty sure that cannabis and oxycodone is a breakfast show in Canberra, <laughs> by the way. Moving on, uh, gyms are reopening across the country, though not sure about the poses in this live cross. After months of waiting, it's time for Melbourne's gym junkies to sweat. Elizabeth Moss is with some fitness fanatics in South Yarra. Lizzie, the industry is expected to be more popular than ever. Fine line between stretching and mooning as a general rule. To other big domestic news this week. After an intense day of questioning, former New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian will return to the ICAC hot seat. ICAC hot seat, they're already getting in plugs for other Channel 9 shows. <laughs> yeah, the whole problem, the whole reason she's, you know, being investigated is because she did phone a friend. <laughs> uh, it was a long and pretty boring ICAC hearing, but not sure about their choice to turn it into a techno concert halfway through. Some of our members now think they need to get everything on their wish list, right? Things, so long as we get people enough to keep going. They are playing at the Wagga Recital Centre, so tickets are on sale now. It was a long day for lawyer Scott Robertson, who ducked away for a sneaky sip. 
He spent time at Dan Murphy's. No doubt about that. Well, stick around. Plenty more still to come. Well, up next, we've been checking out your search history. Breastfeeding my boyfriend. Queensland's best hot chips. Race to be crowned the farm dog of the year. What makes a good swimming pool? What does Greek-style yoghurt mean? Have you changed your toilet door handle technique? And the astonishing ongoing debate of how much myth is too much. <laughs> Coming up. We'll be finding out all about the art of face reading. She's back. Apparently that wasn't a Halloween special, by the way. <laughs> uh, it was Halloween this week, which meant reporters had their limits tested purely for entertainment. And I can tell you, the props that the guys have used <laughs> are next level. That's obviously... Oh, I did ask for the kid-friendly level. Just got to pull it together, uh, take a few deep breaths. <laughs> I scare very easily, so when I was told that I would be <laughs> encountering a basket. <laughs> it was terrifying. She then walked into Richard Wilkins' dressing room. That was terrifying. <laughs> Look, Sunrise's Matt Doran this week had another great week with this insightful interview with a pineapple carver. Pretty cool little spin on um uh, Australian spin on the Jack O'Lantern, I suppose. So You think um, it'll take off, we mate? We've sort of because... run with it over the past few years and <laughs> Yeah, sorry, I keep talking yeah, it's over sort of you. Taken it's off. <laughs> Uh, and with my mouth full, mate. There's no level. Been going for three or four years. <laughs> Sam, I must Been have a delay, and I apologise incredibly. I'm going to let you speak now. Oh, I hate it. Um... <laughs> that might work with Titus. Um... <laughs> Try that later. Paul Dowsley went out on the streets. Paul Dowsley is in Airport West for Fright Night, and Paul, it's trick or treat time. It is. I've cut myself shaving. <laughs> Porter who got hit during the protest. He, he, was, hit, he was hit with urine in the back of the head, <laughs> now blood on the back of the head. You <laughs> should get that checked out. <laughs> when you steal Koshy's dressing room, you've just got to be prepared. <laughs> Look, in the UK, they're really getting into the Halloween spirit. Next Tuesday at half past eight. All right, will the weather outside be frightful? Oh, very good. Mm -hmm. Here's Ashley. <laughs> Reminds, reminds me of us. <laughs> this reporter in the UK wasn't letting fun get in the way of finding a hard-hitting story angle. I was in a horrible accident and this guy saved my life. He's keeping me alive. Are you saying thank you to the NHS? <laughs> the, the team from Making It UK have done a wonderful job on that outfit. <laughs> Meanwhile, ITV's This Morning had an interesting guest. Then we're joined by Bibbledy Bob who has been a clown for 17 years and says there is nothing to be afraid of. Uh... That's what they say. <laughs> I'm terrified. Look, they got to interviewing the clown. I literally Googled clown school. I went to clown school and I've never looked back. Which, of course, begs the obvious question. What do you learn at clown school? I learned uh, to be a clown. <laughs> How long was the course? <laughs> But I just think the clown is acting a little outside his jurisdiction. I've got a police clown car and I get to do loads of festivals in the summer and I just go along arresting people. Arresting people? <laughs> amazing, he can fit 45 prisoners in his clown police car. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm having a shocker. Um, can we get the green screens out? Um, Tim can fit 45 duds in this whole segment. <laughs> I'm going for 50. <laughs> kid got to go out and trick-or-treat. Spare a thought for Victorian opposition leader Matthew Guy's son, who was put to work. School's out, the boss is at work. What are you doing today? Writing to my local upper house MP. <laughs> <laughs> I just blinked 
twice if you want to play Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> and for some, the scary thing isn't even Halloween. The more frightening thing for some kids is remote learning. This is what ten weeks at home can do to a boy. <laughs> Matthew Guy's other son. We've <laughs> just seen Paul Dowsley, so that is freaky. No, that was in New Zealand, which uh -oh. leads us Speaking into scary. everyone's favourite segment. It's now time to head. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just writing to my upper house member. Uh, <laughs> it's still time. The people love it. Tim loves it. What's happening in New Zealand? Well... The top story this week is... Well, a Waikato couple is pleased to announce the arrival of a potato as big as a very large baby. <laughs> Should have seen the gender reveal. Uh... It was the same announcement Mr and Mrs Dutton did on Peter's arrival. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a beautiful, it was a beautiful moment. All right, he's back. Uh, that's right. Uh, the top story was a big potato. Uh, one size comparison wasn't enough. They had to go for two more. A 7.9 kilo super spud weighs the same as a Christmas ham or an average sized dog. <laughs> or an average methamphetamine bust. <laughs> uh, well, how was the farmer when he found it? I got the fork and jabbed into it and hoiked it out of the ground and holy snapping turtle teeth. What's going on here? <laughs> holy snapping turtle teeth. I feel like he's growing more than just potatoes. Uh, I feel like he's a dean at clown school. <laughs> Look, they ended the story with a bit of a dig at Colin the farmer. We'll fence it off, and I, could, I reckon I could charge at least five bucks admission. Got to think of tomorrow. Got to think of the grandchildren. Give them some sort of an endowment. Because you can't just leave them a potato. <laughs> Come on, Mel. A big potato, that can't be the only story making headlines okay, across the dish. OK, there was also this breaking news update. But we start tonight in the south where Holly Henry... Here's some breaking news. <laughs> they're, they're so quick on the breaking news, they cut to it before it happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll come back to that. Look, COVID continues in New Zealand, Mel, with a high vaccination target. The government trying to get to 90% vaccination is pretty unrealistic. Says the bunny with wings. 90% of New Zealand is just 35 people. How hard can that be? But the lockdown has caused some people to pick up some new hobbies. This train could shortly be arriving at a large exhibition space near you. Mel, are you wishing you could start your lockdown again? And... I actually really like those little train things. <laughs> Don't you? No. No. <laughs> he prefers potatoes. Well, before we go, can we just check in with that breaking news story again? Wow, okay, a, well, a female Kiwi without new material. Wow. <laughs> Ring any bells? Um, and that was... <laughs> across the ditch. Well, I'll be back with more in the cheap seats right after this. Welcome once again to the program. Nice to have your company. Good evening, everybody. Conflict and drama. Squid Game. Oh, it's even got the oh. head turn. To infinity. And... Stomach falls out my butt. Oh, hang on. So her name is Snitzel. I do love my dog. This is Tippy Top. And who better to help us out than our resident cultural correspondent from Nova FM? It's Mel Trasino! Lovely to see you. You, of course, were away last week. I uh, was. Two words, vaccine mandate. But uh, <laughs> you're, you're here now. It's great to have you back. I was actually deemed a close contact. Uh, not COVID-related, more of a HR issue. So. Okay. <laughs> 
uh, Investigation pending. Anyway, <laughs> let's start with the newest show, Big Brother VIP, which launched last night on Channel 7. It's basically 12 celebrities, if you can call someone whose job description is content creator <laughs> as a celebrity. Coming uh, from a cultural correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to spend several weeks in the Big Brother house. Step one was the various A-listers getting to know each other. Is it Bernie? Yes. Bernie, where Bernie. did I know you from? Uh, do you watch Wentworth? Yeah, uh, no, I haven't actually. I haven't started that yet. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where you need name yeah. tags. Where do I know you from? Cinderlink. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, even if they didn't have celebrities, they at least had Meghan Markle's brother, Thomas Jr, who was able to impersonate one. Tom looks a bit like Shane Warne. Oh. <laughs> Mind you, with conversations like this, the days will just fly by. Yeah. What about you? You have a dog? No, I don't. I don't have time for animals at the moment. I'm really busy. I used to raise them. Oh. <laughs> Stunning. Uh-huh. <laughs> I haven't seen someone that bored since Tim in Mel's Markets last week. Oh, <laughs> God. Can we bring Knife back in? <laughs> Good call, Mel. Uh, tonight's new show, Parental Guidance, which pits different parenting styles against each other, all set inside what looks like a swingers' lounge room. If we can find ways to make our families happy, we're going to have happy kids, happy lives, and better adults. Better adults, indeed. <laughs> In last night's episode, we were introduced to the different parenting styles from the modern... We're attachment parents. Happiest time in your life. Think of that, the happiest time in your life. <laughs> I do. Proud of you today. It's about setting limits. <laughs> to the medieval. We'd like to raise our children to respect authority. Luke and Grace, if you could both get a book and spend some time sitting at the table reading. Oh, <laughs> God. That's how Alan Jones learned to read. <laughs> Interesting, my parents were there as the absent parents. <laughs> so they weren't there. <laughs> and they never were. <laughs> uh, we were also introduced to French parenting. It's respecting the child like we would respect an adult. The benefits of nouveau French parenting is that we're all equals. Yeah, I, reckon, I reckon that style looks cool, except they have to cut out the part of the kid chain smoking. So. <laughs> and they call the Australian parents liars. <laughs> so. uh, we also met this couple. Richard and Leiden, you guys live in a tent. <laughs> are they parents or are they just wandered in? Uh, the Bachelorette continues here on 10. Huge drama this week with the arrival of four new intruders. Four? So there are now officially more people in the mansion than watching the series? <laughs> and I'm one of those, yes. Uh, Brooke continues her quest for love with both the guys and girls. There was a slightly awkward date this week with Conrad. George? Yeah. He's really caring and kind. And he just makes me feel so, like, appreciated. Yeah, OK. We need to stop there. There's caring and kind, then there's just creepy. <laughs> You're supposed to be on a date, not a district nurse, Conrad. <laughs> uh, one thing you can always count on with The Bachelorette is the not-so-subtle product placement. On Thursday, they didn't just show the sponsor's car, they scripted dialogue for the contestants. <laughs> How nice. Cool car. How good's this, guys? So much room. God, is that even on? It's so quiet. Actually, <laughs> yeah, it's a moment. 
I reckon they added that in once they realised the ad breaks were rating better than the show. <laughs> <laughs> if, we're, if we're not careful, they, they will do that to this show. <laughs> Uh, one of my new favourite shows would have to be The Dog House. It's on right before us, so I guess you might have missed it because you're preparing. Well, Mal is anyway. <laughs> um, this week we met the adorable couple Tim and Fiona who were there to pick up a new pet and Tim shared their backstory. We're here to pick up our new family member, we hope, our first family member. First edition. <laughs> Fiona and I met uh, online with one of these fantastic uh, dating apps and which I'm a big fan of, so you use them carefully. Yeah. And... <laughs> date responsibly. Yeah. The first date was a sponge bath. So... <laughs> the animal shelter people wanted to know what Tim and Fiona were looking for in a dog. Do you have a specific look you're sort of looking for? Yeah, yeah. I actually Tim has. I just think I like dogs which have tails. Yeah, OK. A and snouts. Dogs that have tails and snouts. This guy has never heard of a dog before. <laughs> <laughs> and he just Googled it on the way to recording the show. They've got, they've got a big potato, so it's a big leap up to a dog. Well, his dating app was pretty similar. It was woman with head. <laughs> calm down, calm down, calm down. <laughs> that, was, that was Tim's one as well. <laughs> He certainly got a type. Uh, it didn't take long for them to find the perfect dog. <laughs> and what a match. Um, he was actually hit by a car. Wow. Wow. Well, I was hit by a car too. <laughs> As in, just before that episode started. <laughs> but at least they were hit by the new Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross. <laughs> the perfect car. So quiet. <laughs> the dog, but Fiona did have one concern. The only thing that it's really concerned me is he's a little bit old, you know. I don't want to get attached to him and then to say goodbye to him, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if she's talking about the, the dog or Tim. But... You're right. <laughs> oh, I just love the show so much. <laughs> Episode 5 of The Real Housewives of Melbourne dropped on Foxtel. The ladies were off to far north Queensland, partly for a holiday, partly to test how well Janet's Botox would handle high speeds. Can you dress me knowing farewell that I'm already <laughs> wearing those out? Didn't miss a beat. <laughs> uh, but things took a turn at the restaurant. It started when Angelie made this confession. I actually only really quite recently started legitimately having orgasms with other people. With a man or a woman? Uh, the first time that it happened was with a woman. Well, not to be outdone, Kyla dropped a same-sex bombshell of her own. Oh, actually, because I've done it. I bought my hairdresser right. home once. Think, you no, brought your hairdresser home? Oh, there are things that you do in life. Sleeping with your hairdresser is not one of them. You shaved your hairdresser? Yes. Jesus, I can't even get an appointment with mine. <laughs> started being like an open dialogue about being open with our sex lives and then she said she slept with a hairdresser and they're like, you slut. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's talk Love Island. This week Lexi and Jess sat down to do their NAPLAN test. Oh. <laughs> How do you spell compatibility? C-O-C-O-C-O-C-O-C-O-C-O-C-O-C-O-C-O-C-O-C-O-C-O-C-O-C-O-C-O-C-O-C-O-C-O-C-O-C-O-C-O-C-O-C-O-C-O-C-O-
I need your brilliant mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, on Love Island, the word they need to watch out for is contractability. That's, <laughs> that's the key word. I also think someone needs to check if Lexi has a valid pen licence. Oh, good point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just a couple of things to finish up on. Making It Australia continues here on 10. I'd check that. <laughs> Are you sure it continues here on 10? <laughs> This week, Rahana went home with quite an emotional send-off. Rahana, when I think of your growth throughout this competition, from your first automaton <laughs> all the way through to, you know, your pizza costume. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, I remember my first automaton. Good time. She's building a nuclear sub now, which is great. <laughs> Uh, finally tonight, a shout-out to the Newton family with the sad passing of TV legend Bert Newton. Uh, here's just one amazing moment from the back catalogue. It was featured once on The Late Show. It's Bert hosting a beer-drinking competition. Keep an eye on the gentleman on the right. <laughs> Amazing, that's Titus O'Reilly. Really good to see him. Uh, well, on that note, I'm off for a beer. And on that note, would you please thank Mel Tracina? <laughs> Please welcome to the desk. He's a writer, a podcaster, and occasionally moonlights as a bookie, Mr. Titus O'Reilly. Lovely to see you. Well, it's a huge week in sport because the number one international story is from Adelaide. Amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, and it's not a serial killer. It's actually Adelaide United's Josh Cavallo who announced this week, he came out of the closet as gay, announced it publicly. And it would be fair to say the announcement was met with enormous support across the football community. But, of course, as always, and we know this, Carl Stefanovic is the one to get to the heart of the matter. What? Just one question, Josh, before we go. Um, why do gay men have such bloody great hair? What? Oh, God. <laughs> he's, not, he's not even right. If you Google hairless gay men, you get a lot of responses, <laughs> I can tell you. Uh, the T20 World Cup continues, and here was Pat Cummins from Australia. Uh, he was talking just ahead of their clash with England. Another great thing about these first two games is it feels like everyone in the 11s played a huge role. Um, you know, just about everyone's fired and, um, yeah, is riding high in confidence, so... Yeah, it feels like it's all coming together. Sure did. England won by eight wickets. <laughs> when he said everyone's fired, I mean, I they know. all are fired. <laughs> uh, former Pakistan fast bowler Shoaib Akhtar, he sensationally resigned on air this week. Shane had played for Pakistan. I'm talking about Harris Rowe. Yeah, Harris. Shane so, had played for Pakistan. So somebody came to, came to the world, right? Yeah, OK. So thank you. You're <laughs> being a little rude, so I don't want to say <laughs> no, that. No, if no, you're no. being over smart, then you can go. I'm saying it on air. A lot of apologies, guys. A lot of apologies. I'm resigning from PTV. Uh, just now, I'm resigning. I TV behavior. I don't think I should be sitting here right now. So I'm resigning. Thank you very much. So lucky uh, they had yeah. nine no, people uh, on the panel. Let them high and dry. There are only seven men there. Yeah. So <laughs> he, 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 handed, he handed in his four seconds notice. So. <laughs> <laughs> he, he said that was the most humiliating moment of his career. And this was a guy who missed a test and the injury report said it was due to genital warts. <laughs> and that was the most embarrassing. Uh, Sarah... We're going to isolate that as the promo this week. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Just a quick question. Out of and the... I'm here to announce that's why I'll Wait. miss next week's show. I was to say, Mel just seen it when she said close contact. <laughs> oh, no, we're not allowed in the same room anymore. Uh, Villanova. Now, they're a college basketball powerhouse, um, but they also have very high admission standards. But you wouldn't know it from this clip. <laughs> <laughs> you think someone would have picked it up along the way. Uh, the World Series is on the United States at the moment in baseball and former President Trump and former First Lady Mel Melania, I can never say it right, Trump. Never can he. <laughs> uh, they are in attendance. Have a look here. Melania Trump is used to smiling for the cameras, but she couldn't keep a grin on her face while standing beside her husband <laughs> at a World Series baseball game over the weekend. The ex-model looking less than impressed. It's a look that Mel He's gives you to. I was going to say, that wasn't well. Yeah, that was after the third clown clip. I know. <laughs> when you hate baseball, then your husband even more. Uh, I don't think it's going to last, guys. Um, this segment? <laughs> Definitely not this segment. Uh, to NASCAR and at the Martinsville Speedway, Denny Hamlin was furious after Alex Bowman did this to him. Bordier continues to try to take the lead from the allowance. Oh! He spins him out on the top there. The 11 goes around. Goes on to win after that. And then the two, you, I love a good confrontation. We often see it in the pits. So they confront each other in the pits, but it wasn't in the normal way. How about that? And this is going to get interesting. <laughs> oh, boy. Denny Hamlin not happy with the way Bowman raced him. This was Mel Tresina and I in the car park <laughs> last week. Uh, now, premiership tattoos are nothing new. Everyone gets one, or not everyone, but a lot of people get one. And West Coast Eagles premiership star Nathan Vardy got a slightly different one. There it is. Now you scan it. It's a QR code. It's a foot. <laughs> and it's the highlights from the premiership oh picture. <laughs> now, the thing I love about this is a fan of the Argentinian team River Plate in soccer did a similar thing, got a QR code that went to a famous victory of River Plate. And within minutes of him bragging about it on social media, the opposition fans went onto YouTube and reported the video for copyright infringement. <laughs> so now it just goes to this video is not un is unavailable. That's, that's awkward because I have a tram stand that links to 10 plays. So <laughs> if that can happen on that... Well, we've got to take a break. Thank you, Tyler. Well, since we're back, Chief Sleep, our very special guest is standing by. Now, speaking of guests, Mel, it's hard to beat this interaction on Talk Radio TV. Host Mike Graham really thought he won the debate. Morning, Mike. Oh, hello. What are you glued to, Cameron? Uh, just your screen, unfortunately. Unfortunately? What do you do for a living, well, Cameron? I'm a carpenter. A carpenter, right. So how safe is that for the climate? Well, I work with timber, which is a much more sustainable material rather than concrete. I also but you work, work with trees that have been cut down then, don't you? It's a sustainable building practice. How is it sustainable if you're killing trees? Because it's regenerative, you can grow trees. Right. <laughs> Well, you can, you can grow all sorts of things, can't you? Well, you can't grow concrete. You can. <laughs> See you, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs>
That was Cameron. <laughs> Yes, you can grow concrete. I'm just imagining him watering his little concrete. He did grow a potato, though, so well done, Cameron. Yeah. Still, when it comes to interactions, there's a fine line between banter and unwanted advances. And eventually turning quite a bit colder. Have a nice evening. We'll try, David. Thank you very much for that. He always looks so smart, doesn't he? Um, that's where we have to leave you. Because <laughs> I've got to go to HR. <laughs> Well, at least he got the name right. Conditions will remain dangerous tomorrow. The forecast coming up a little later, Pete. Amber, thank you. Amber, Belinda, thank you. <laughs> Sorry about that. Look, it's been another week of wild weather and when listing damage from freak winds, I reckon end on the most severe. Anything that wasn't nailed down was sent flying. Trampolines. This is in our backyard. And it's not ours. Insulation. <laughs> Even wheelie bins. <laughs> Even wheelie oh bins. Oh my god. It's been a big week in the tech world. We're going to be metaverse first. Dive into a virtual world. Still about bringing people together. Knew you were bluffing. No There's like for that. The biggest games of the year. Deathverse. Metroid Dread. Far Cry 6. Bugsnax. FIFA 22. Something for everyone. Hey, wait. Where is Naomi? Well, it's been a big week in the tech world. Here to help us make sense of all of it, comedian, writer, gamer and Twitch streamer, the always online, Naomi Higgins! Thank you for having me. I was really hoping you guys wouldn't say Twitch streamer. Just forget that I, you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cool girl. <laughs> so the big tech news this week. Um, tell us all about it. Yes, huge Facebook keynote this week. Mark Zuckerberg had a huge announcement. I am proud to announce that starting today, our company is now Meta. God, he's so, so just charismatic. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't own this network, no, you can ban him. Good ones are always taken. <laughs> yeah, I love a good rebrand. Um, congratulations to them. I did a similar thing uh, when I went from high school to uni. I rebranded to somebody who has friends. Oh, amazing. Huge, amazing. Yeah, so I do relate. What's that like? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's just um, ignorance is bliss for you, Tim. Thank you, <laughs> um, so they, they did do a rebrand for a specific reason, right? Well, yeah, it's hard to pinpoint. I didn't find I found like one hint. We live for what we're building, and while we make mistakes, we keep learning and building and moving forward. So, for all of you who share these values, I dedicate today to you. In my mind, you're the heroes in our society who push the world forward. And as long as I'm running this company. I will do my best to celebrate this spirit and absolutely go for it. Oh, wow, reminds me of Tim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, a couple of, you know, mistakes. Future, future, future mistakes. Future! We don't have to worry about the mistakes, which is why I will not be associating Meta with, you know, being a hotbed for dangerous conspiracy theories <laughs> or letting Russian intelligence interfere with the 2016 US election <laughs> or, you know, being basically the grandchild of a website that was created so a guy could rate his female classmates. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's so wild that he just calls those little mistakes, you know, just little, little oopsies. <laughs> <laughs> You've never tripped up in your life, Mel, OK? <laughs> I swear to God, you get one Donald Trump elected... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mel. <laughs> Sorry, that was me. <laughs> well, there's all this talk of a metaverse. What is a metaverse? That's a good question. Uh, we have some footage here of it. 
Here he is in his, his virtual body and he's here with his... In his virtual space with his virtual friends. <laughs> playing virtual poker. So this doesn't exist now, right? He's just... Mm, yeah. So, uh, no. No, it doesn't exist. Um, it's not possible at the moment. But isn't it amazing what a trillion dollar company can sort of talk about doing. <laughs> Incredible. Just like, it's basically he's just animated The Sims or like put bitmojis <laughs> on a screen. Oh, I could do that. <laughs> then I trap Mark Zuckerberg in a room and don't let him eat. That's what I did on The Sims. That's <laughs> what you do here. <laughs> What's well, so that you said animate The Sims? Aren't you a game expert? Are The Sims already animated? Well, yeah. Just Animate the Sims? Okay. On the computer? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Can I get a metaverse robot in here? <laughs> Sorry, no. Uh, I, I mean, because after the last few years, who wants to be socialising virtually? That's what I was thinking as someone who likes interacting with and touching other people, right? <laughs> I was like... Have you, have you read our HR policy? <laughs> <laughs> sitting further away than the other guests were, but we won't get into it. <laughs> so, yeah, I was wondering that too. But then I did notice something when I saw Mark uh, talking to one of the designers in the keynote. Did you play the Billie Eilish music pack last month? A little more than I should have. I probably should have been working more on this Metaverse presentation. <laughs> have you played Population One? I mean, yeah, I love the game well, so much. That... For those who haven't, Population One is a thrilling battle royale. The studio behind fan favorite Arizona Sunshine. Oh, I love Arizona Sunshine. That game basically got me and my friends through the first few months of the pandemic. That's awesome. <laughs> what? That's awesome. I just feel like if I was these people, I'd want an avatar to represent me too, so that no one could see me do this. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just. I reckon she's probably quite normal, and she just tried to have a normal conversation. And because Mark Zuckerberg is such a robot, he was like, gesture more, gesture. <laughs> I know, the technology to make her seem interested in what he was talking about, it's yes. incredible. <laughs> we may have to use it here. <laughs> now, you're also a big game head. You co-host... A game head? <laughs> oh, so, sorry. Now, you like animating The Sims. <laughs> you ask her that. You're one of them game heads. Um, yeah, baby! Yeah. <laughs> Um, you got a question? You're a big uh, game head, as we call it. Um, What's your favourite game well, at the moment? When, you, when, you're, when you're playing sort of a first-person shooter, um, what kind of mouse sensitivity are you working with? Are you going for quite an intense mouse sensitivity or are you going a little bit weaker so that you can get your accurate headshots? Mel, you sound like a nerd. And it's time for a brand new segment. Person of the Week. Yeah, baby! I'm guessing it's not a graphic designer. <laughs> um, who is our Person of the Week for this week? Well, the winner is... A former dean of Sydney's University of Technology has avoided jail after engineering a hate mail campaign against herself. Amazing. What Congratulations. A we love that. She sent herself hate mail just for attention. Relatable. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you have hate mail to send to us, hit us up on our socials. Yeah. <laughs> I've been sending my own fan mail for Mel's Market, so I can't blame her. But 
It wasn't the only thing she did. The mother of two was arrested in 2019 after a months-long campaign of fake notes, one reading, goodbye, see ya and good luck, with a photograph and a red line drawn to her face. Another read, chop our future, we chop yours. She also shredded nearly $2,000 worth of her own clothing and sent herself underwear. Love. <laughs> Who doesn't need a wardrobe upheaval, you know? <laughs> We've all done an online bend on order. She's she's a queen. I love her. And that was... <laughs> person of the Week. Congratulations. Someone who was unlucky to miss out on Person of the Week. A teenage servo attendant has been praised for her quick thinking to foil an attempted armed robbery this morning. When a man threatened her with a gun, she told him to go to another servo down the road, and he left. <laughs> <laughs> to go rob them! What a hero! <laughs> what was his motive? As for his motive, the struggling musician says he needed the money to pay for a recording studio session. I do music, and that's all I want to do, and if anyone wants to help me achieve that goal, I'll probably off the streets doing stupid <laughs> like this. To be fair, that's how I got us the set. So. <laughs> <laughs> but now, look, my nominee for Person of the Week, in a sad week of passings, Bert Newton, cricketer Alan Davidson. But over in Italy, Ado Campiol, the father of tiramisu, died peacefully at the age of 93. There he is on the right. Oh, he, my God. What, he, is, what is this? He, he didn't want to be buried. He requested to be soaked in chocolate coffee and mascarpone, <laughs> um, I believe. And he, he, is, he is survived by two children, five grandchildren and 270 unopened biscuit packets. Valet. <laughs> uh, keep, keep going, I reckon. <laughs> I was going to say, Ado Campiol's got more life in him than this segment. Um, I believe... You missed the obvious one. His family felt deserted. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> There's a time and a place. Look, moving on now to royal news, and Meghan Markle claims she's been trolled, and this interview about it on the ABC turned rather, rather artistic. She and Prince Harry decided to move to the US, and now we are getting some detail about how targeted that hate campaign, wow. certainly on Twitter, was. <laughs> One for the game heads. Um, getting a lot of feedback on the socials about that. Look, we're at the end of the show, Mel, and what better time to shout out the unsung heroes, once again, the weather presenters, and regular viewers of the Cheap Seats would be big fans of Seven News Tasmania weather presenter Murph this week is back in action. Garth, Tom Johnson, myself, uh, all the blokes on the TV tonight, Tom, we might be in trouble for gender imbalance. I was going to say, HR will be on to us. Good to have the gang back together. <laughs> Good to have the gang back together. He does like a little quip or, or something to the presenter, but it was just, we're men. <laughs> <laughs> um, another weather presenter who needed HR this week. That's right, this is a new segment as well. Weather presenters who need HR. <laughs> Sam Mack, who realised he'd said something weird and then just powered through and kept talking until we'd all forgotten it happened. In personalised leather strap and they contain everything that you need in an emergency at home. That is fantastic. And they look they look beautiful as well. So well presented. Yes. And uh, you're kind yes. of making first aid sexy and Instagrammable, which is great because first aid's important, so why not make it look good and get more people involved? <laughs> well done. Everyone should have one of those in their home. Let's move along to <laughs> Natasha. Just keep powering through. Keep powering through. <laughs> well, if you have a clip that you think should be on the show, you can hit us up on our socials below. We had this clip come in from a viewer, Darcy. A new dam is being proposed in Tamworth and water 
Prime Minister Melinda Pavey won't say when, and she's being mature about it. So when will it be done? But I'm not going to give you a time frame, an exact date, because, you know, it might come. Uh, I'm not going to give you a time frame. Why not? Because... <laughs> Just cause. Still, though, when it comes to regional news, no one breaks the big stories better than Rob Bruff. Who are you going to call if your goldfish has a bloated bladder, your macaw is having breathing issues, or your guinea pig suffers a nasty eye infection? <laughs> These are the questions we ask every day. <laughs> The news is less news, more just questions Rob wants to find out. <laughs> I, I love Rob and I love his back and outs here. From exotic macaws to chickens, fish, hermit crabs, insects and spiders have also been admitted. Simon Nichols, 7 News. Don't think I'll be needing their services. <laughs> I'll be needing those services. Sounds like a chicken in a man suit. Pretend trying to blend in. Uh, lockdowns have highlighted the struggles for our older populations, although I'm not sure this phrase is going to catch on. Everybody understands the concept of it takes a village to raise a child. What we're introducing is that it takes a village to enable an older person to stay living in a small rural community <laughs> until end of life. <laughs> Quite as catchy. <laughs> don't, don't think I'll be needing their services. <laughs> now, on to our next amazing segment. Yes. It's time for What's On, What's On in the Warehouse. Yes, exactly. This is where we willingly comb through hours of supplement ads to bring you the best bits. Some people think we're being paid to do this segment. We are not. We are, um, we're being paid to not do this segment, yeah. but we will persist. <laughs> we're actually sponsored by Priceline. It's a real bad move to put this in. This week in the warehouse, Mel, a warehouse first, a disagreement. Alex, I'm very excited about the new day and night beauty regime. Oh, are they creams? No, they're tablets. <laughs> they're tablets, Alex. Alex, why are you guessing? <laughs> <laughs> that is all we've got time for. We'll see you next week right here in the Jet Set.